Welcome to the Real History Podcast. I'm Zach Menard, joined by my colleague, Willem Moline. Today, we will examine the relationship between American slavery and capitalism, and how the many evils of these institutions have continued to oppress black people in this country long after the end of slavery. Before we continue, we first need to define what capitalism is, and to do that, we have to define capital. Capital is not simply something of value or a profit, as it is often misunderstood to be. More specifically, capital is a surplus. Here's a quick analogy. If I invest in and then sell a collection of sports cards and end up making a profit, I'm not a capitalist. But if I manage to continuously reproduce my stock of sports cards while continuing to sell them, then now I have created a capitalist enterprise because I have created a system which year after year recreates itself in addition to accumulating more value than I started with which is that surplus I mentioned earlier. So from now on, think of a capitalist economy as one which allows enterprises to operate with the goal of creating the surplus without many restrictions on their means of doing so. Now, with what you have just heard in mind, consider this question. Was the slave labor economy a capitalist economy and were plantations capitalist enterprises? The answer is yes. You couldn't think of a more quintessential type of capitalism, unpaid labor, which is forced to remain in such a condition generation after generation, serves to create exactly what I described above, a self-reproducing system which maximizes profit margins and creates that surplus, that capital, year after year. By the way, I should mention the reason I'm being so thorough about the relationship between capitalism and the U.S. slave labor economy is because I want to absolutely squash the notion that capitalism was the hero that triumphed over slavery which is something that many Americans believe. One misconception that causes this is the idea that paid labor would have been more profitable and that slavery was not a capitalist institution because it was not efficient or adaptive. After all, why would unpaid workers be motivated to be productive? However, this is not true because it ignores the cruel reality. And this reality is what the capitalists want to hide from you. The reality is that those who did not meet their quotas set by plantation owners were brutally beaten and abused often to their death. This was a capitalist system, a system which sought to increase the productivity and profit margins by any means necessary. This was a system which increased the output per enslaved person by 400% from 1800 to 1860. And at what cost? The cost of human lives, the separation of families, and the creation of a racist culture which has endured to the modern era. I hope that at this point, our indictment against capitalism as the driving system of the slave economy and the culprit responsible for much of the atrocities committed is becoming more and more evidently true. The next point I would like to make is that contrary to what many believe, slavery played a major role in the development of the U.S. capitalist economy and was not limited in scope to the South. Southern planters took out loans from northern banks to purchase enslaved people. These banks made huge returns on these loans. At the same time, Cotton picked by enslaved people in the South was funneled to the North, where it was used in mills and also exported from major cities, such as New York City, to Europe. In fact, cotton constituted 70% of all U.S. exports. The massive amounts of capital accumulated by northern merchants and bankers during these processes served as the startup funds to finance the United States Industrial Revolution. So basically, It was the labor of enslaved people that allowed for the U.S. to industrialize and continue their capitalist system into the following centuries. At this point, it should be clear that American slavery and capitalism are deeply connected 
and that capitalism and slavery worked in tandem. Slavery funded industrialization, economic growth, and the continuation of capitalism, while capitalism justified slavery and guided the cruel decisions made regarding enslaved people. Now that we have examined the deep connections between capitalism, slavery, and the economic development of the United States, we are now ready to discuss how things developed after the Civil War and how many of the things I discussed have continued to affect black people's experiences as well as the black identity. Yeah, so I think that's a really, really good explanation by Zach. Um, uh, he left off with talking about how those institutions um, affect black people today. So that's what I'm going to pick up on. Um, the first thing I wanted to talk about was, or is, the black identity. Now, an identity is something that can connect people, right? If I say that I have brown hair and you have brown hair, we share a similar experience. We share a brown hair identity, although that may sound, you know, pretty lame. Um, their identities are much more powerful than that. Than that. Um, one such is the black identity. You know, um, black people across the world share similar experiences because of their skin color. Although that is, uh, they're usually negative experiences, and I don't think anybody should um, really, I think we should associate ourselves with everybody, regardless of what we look like. Um, but it is a very powerful thing in my experience. So to connect the black identity, um, African-Americans and capitalism, you have to really start in the post-Reconstruction era of America. So that took place after the Civil War and after decades of oppression, right? So African-Americans were bathing in a destitute reality, right? And they were, they were set free to make their mark on the world. So, obviously, African-Americans should be in a better place than they were at the end of the war, right? That makes sense, you know? They're free to do whatever they want. Um, they're free to chase their dreams, start businesses, everything like that. And sure, in idea they were, but looking at it, that um, the lives of African-Americans today, uh, widespread across America, you can see that they have been let down by a system, right, that has put them... Um, in a terrible position, right? You can see this um, through a study in Boston where they collected data and found that a black family in Boston had a median household income of $8. $8. You want to know what a median household income for a white family was? 247000 247000 that's 30,000 times larger than a black family in Boston. So as these African-Americans were let free to, on the world, um, they were really just held down by more invisible chains. Um, what were those chains, you ask? That is the governmental system supported by capitalism post-slavery. So it was, a, it was a huge scramble for some sort of social identity, something that they can reclaim after being forced out of Africa, enslaved, and then used for pure profit. They had no choice but to scramble to grab at something. And I think ultimately this failed due to the widespread oppression we see today. So 
Is this to say that black people are not capable of reclaiming this identity? No, of course not. It is to say that black people in America did not try to reclaim their identity? No, of course not. A person's identity is the driving force in their life. Without it, there's, not, there's nothing to live for. There's nothing to distinguish yourself from the masses. You know? So how did the reclamation, reclamation struggle fail to reverse the global hate towards black people? That's the real question. You know, we started at an uber-capitalistic society of slavery that only led to the downfall of black Americans. They tried very, very hard to reclaim some sort of identity, something to, to reclaim, something to have as their own. But why did the struggle ultimately fail? Right? That's the real question. So, I believe this failed um, because of the connection between slavery and capitalism. So I'd appreciate you sticking with us for, for this journey here. And the last point is that if capitalism is a system that concentrates the wealth in the hand of the top percent of society while having an undeniable intertwinement with our social structure and hierarchy, and if slavery is a system that preceded capitalism or late-stage capitalism, that it also concentrated the wealth, capital that is worked by slaves with no return to them, in the hands of the top percent, slave owners, that I can say that slavery is the root of modern capitalism, and by extension, the racial hierarchy of slavery must be intertwined through our current society. To elaborate further on the second point that I made, the black identity, or sorry, the first point I made, the black identity can be held with extreme importance and partially be used to explain our current social hierarchy. During the Reconstruction era, most black Americans failed to reclaim a racial identity, so this makes it extremely easy to be ruled by the white identity, something that, can, that had been cultivated over hundreds of years in Europe. Looking forward in time, we can easily see how the combination of lack of capital and racial identity was exploited by white people and a white-dominated hierarchy system. And that's all. Thank you very much. This has been The Real History Podcast.